Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by the College Parent Survival Network, presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Danielle Ryan. Danielle is a corporate dropout turned yoga teacher, podcaster, and TV host. In 2018, she quit her full-time corporate job on a bit of a whim to start her own mobile yoga studio called Lifestyle by Design. She now has a passion for guiding other millennials through the process of learning that no choice in life is too permanent and that it's okay to change their mind. Boy, is she a prime example of why this podcast series was created. Through Danielle's private yoga classes, online membership platform, and podcasts, she seeks to create the space for millennials to be able to confront the stress and anxiety of day-to-day life in order to build a life they truly love. Let's not wait any longer. Here's Danielle. All right, Danielle, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, this is so excellent. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Let's just jump right in. Why don't you tell the listeners, where did you actually grow up and what were the post-secondary education expectations for you kind of from your family as well as where you were raised? Absolutely. So I'm from a fairly small community north of Toronto. So I'm in Canada. Um, and the community that I live in is very much based in like trades. So we have a lot of people that are plumbers, electricians, HVAC specialists, that kind of thing. And so when I was going through high school, the expectation was if you weren't going into the trades and you had good grades in school, you went to university, college, whatever you want to call it in Canada, we call it university. Um, and that was just it. Like if you have good grades in school, you're going to university, you're getting a job that's like a professional career and you're not working in the trades. And so I, growing up, you know, I excelled in school, naturally fairly intelligent. And so naturally it was the expectation that, okay, your average in high school is whatever you're going to go to university. So without question, I never even thought of it. It was like, I'm an academic student, therefore this is what I do. And so that's what I did. I went to school, I got my honors bachelor degree and I graduated and got like a full-time job just like I was supposed to do so that's that's kind of (laughs) I guess the summary well I'm curious too just you know obviously you said like naturally this is just like the process right you were good in school so of course you're going to go to university um how was that post-secondary experience for you when you were there was it like all that it was cracked up to be? Did you ever question being there? Yeah, actually, I really appreciate you asked this question because this isn't a story I've told a lot of times, but I entered a university program that was fairly new from the university that I went to. So they had just developed this program like two or three years before I started. And so there were a lot of hiccups along the way, them trying to like kind of figure it out. And I explicitly remember this one day when I was in second or third year, And I called my mom crying and I was like, I do not want to be here. This is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I'm going to do when I graduate. Like, I am not having a good time. And her response was basically like, you'll be fine. You're smart. Just stick it out. You have. So basically, I did three years in school and then I got to do a fourth year field placement where I went to a developing country and did an internship. So her thing was like, if you can just make it through this year, you'll be able to go like on your field placement and everything will be fine. So it was like, again, this expectation that like, you're smart, you have to stay and you'll finish. Yeah. And not looking back (laughs) on it, it was like, that was the sign that I should have taken to get out and I didn't. So which it all worked out in the end, but it's just like, it's so funny 
the like red flags that we go through that yeah. we're just like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. This is normal. <laughs> I know. Well, and it sounds like you totally did stick it out, even though here you are like in this existential moment, reaching out to your mom and you're told like everybody else, just, just pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Like you're okay. Right. Like just, just get it together. And then here's this like finish line type of like carrot that's hanging and waiting for you. Exactly. Um, so what did you do then to like, you know, here you are calling your mom, hoping your mom's probably going to say, didn't y'all just come home? You're right. It's not making you happy. So like, you know, do something else. Uh, how did you internalize that conversation with your mom? Honestly, it was like, okay, I must just be like having a moment and everyone mm. else must feel this way. Like this must just be normal for us to all like be so unhappy <laughs> where we're at. So I'm just going to suck it up. And uh, again, like you said, like keep my eyes on that prize that's at the end a million feet away, but like better days are going to come, right? So it's just like constantly convincing myself that like, this is normal. It's okay. I'll get through it. Ugh, it just sounds so miserable. Which is funny because I feel like when I was going through it, it really wasn't like that terrible. But then I look back on it and I'm like, maybe I just like, you know, we always look back on things with rose colored glasses. Mm. So we're like, oh, well, it couldn't have been that bad if I survived it. But then I'm like, I wonder how it could have been different if I had have actually like been aware of what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you, you muddled through, you managed to get it together and, and get your degree and, and go to your placement. I'm kind of curious kind of what the rest of that university experience looked like for you, as well as what came next. Yeah. So basically that was it. I finished my like in-school portion, went on field placement. I did an internship at an engineering firm in Vietnam. So I got to do, um, I have a pretty cool experience there. I got to do a lot of traveling and all of that. I think that was super beneficial and sort of it shaped who I am now that entire like eight month experience learning to live on my own in a foreign country and all of the like trials and tribulations that come with that. Um, but when I came back from school and graduated, I actually had a really hard time getting a job because this degree that I had, again, it was new. Not a lot of people really understood what it was we were qualified to do. And so I ended up going back to community college for a, a related degree, but more like technical so I could get a hands-on position. And while I was going through that program, because again, you can't get a job, you're smart, you go to school, you get another degree. Um, I managed to land a job. So I actually dropped out of that program because I landed like a full-time job in the career that I thought I wanted. So that that kind of led me into municipal government. I started working, you know, I think I was around 23 at the time full-time job, benefits, pension, you know, again, living the dream. I did exactly what my parents wanted me to do. <laughs> and uh, two or three years later, I found myself like wondering how the hell I got to where I was. So, Right. It's like the curse of the millennials, which is, it's not a curse. It's the, the awakening of our generation where we are not okay doing what our what former generations have done which is just that you get a degree you get a job that has a pension right you have you have the safety and security and you stick it out for 20 or 30 years and it's similar it's almost like a you know like your your the snapshot of your college experience where for a, a split second or for a few years you're just like constantly questioning like is this really what I want to do 
Whereas I'm generalizing, but I imagine that a lot of people who are potentially Gen X or boomers were asking that same question for 20 or 30 years, but it's just like, here, I'm, I'm doing this because it's providing for my family, for me, and like, I'll, I'll always have that check coming in at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if I'm miserable in this job or this commute or whatever, um, but that's BS, right? Like our generation was like, screw that. Like happiness is important, even though happiness is fleeting, but we still need like purpose. We need like, we're okay with change. A hundred percent. And I think it comes to this sort of shift in values almost that I've seen where exactly like you're alluding to with our parents' generation and generations before that, they valued, you know, safety, security, and the family sort of unit. So how can I provide for them? Whereas I see millennials and the generations after us to be a lot more um, independent, I suppose. And so our values are more related to having autonomy over our life, having the freedom to decide what we're going to do and where we're going to do it, having that flexibility of, okay, well, like today I'm going to work from home and then I'm going to work from the office. And like, wanting that sort of variety in our lives. And we're not so dependent on like, my job is my number one priority. I need to make all this money to, you know, feed my 10,000 children that I have. Like, it's it's just a completely different, <laughs> we're living a different lifestyle than our parents did. And yeah. it's almost as if the workplace hasn't quite caught up to that sort of reality. Hmm. So I'm curious then, here you are 26, three years into this, you know, full-time position that clearly I'm, I'm sure by the end of that three years, you're at this crossroads again. So what did you do next? Yeah. So the whole transition period really started almost like a year before I ended up leaving my job. And it's just like that. I was driving to work every day being like, how did I end up in this situation? Is this going to be my life for the next 25 years? And I would, you know, sit in the lunchroom with all my coworkers and just listen to them complain about how much they all hated being there. And it was like, why are we all choosing to show up here every day when we live in this world where the internet exists and there's so many opportunities, but we're just telling ourselves that like, okay, because I have the security of this job, I have to stay here. And so I had a really hard time like creating that connection with my head to be like, okay, yeah, this is just what I'm supposed to do. And so I started joining like all of these Facebook groups where I was seeing, you know, digital entrepreneurs create their own businesses, make all their own money. And there was no real like pivotal moment. It's not like my boss called me into her office one day and told me I was a terrible employee. It was literally like I was sitting on a bus. It was my 26th birthday. And I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, I can't do this for the next 25 years. And at that point, like we didn't own our house. We didn't have kids, like nothing. So it was like, now is the perfect time that if I'm going to take a chance and quit my job and try to start something else, the risk is very low. So essentially I, in that moment on this bus from my phone, booked my yoga teacher training, booked a round trip flight to Portugal and was like, okay, on Monday morning, I'm going in and telling my boss that like in a month I'm leaving. And I essentially decided that I was going to start a business on a whim. Um, and it kind of snowballed from there. And so that's what I've been doing since then. And that has again, shifted in its sort of period of transition over the course of the past three years. But that's really been where where I've been at since then. I love that. So you're listening to the Success is Subjective podcast, and I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. As a reminder, if you've missed any past episodes, you can catch them on Apple Podcasts. My guest today is Danielle Ryan. All right. So your business has evolved, right? You took this leap of faith you totally opened your business that you said low risk. 
So what, like fast forward to the iteration of where your business stands today, what are you doing? For sure. So yeah, I started that business. I was still at that time living at my mom's house. So I bought like 10 yoga mats, 10 blocks, packed them all into the trunk of my car and started driving around to people's houses. So I live in like a fairly, fairly affluent area, lots of seasonal traffic. So we would spend summers, you know, at people's cottages, vacation homes, doing yoga on their docks. Um, since then, my partner and I bought our first house. We converted a portion of that space into a yoga studio. So I now have my own like private yoga space. And then I have an online community that I've built over the course of the past three years where we have like an online membership community. We all get together. We it's yoga focused, but we also do like life coaching and that sort of thing, really helping people who have, were, are in the position that I was in three or four years ago, really navigate those challenging emotions and sort of that internal dialogue of like, what am I doing with my life? And why doesn't anything make sense when I've done all the right things? Like, why isn't it working? So um, really, really just sort of fostering this community that helps people to navigate that. That sounds awesome. And as a, as a female entrepreneur myself, where I've made the leap, I totally empathize in that, you know, like you said, some of these people that are kind of questioning where they're at in their life and you helping them navigate, because I, sh I could have used you <laughs> during, during my mid to late twenties, like, oh gosh, what am I doing? I'm not married. I don't have kids currently and like low risk. Now's the time to do it. I'm just curious too. And this is like totally off script, but when you decided to quit your job, what was the reaction from your, from your mom specifically, or just like your family in general? Yeah, you know what? It's really funny because the person I was most afraid to tell was actually my dad because he is very much like the traditional boomer. Like, I've been working since I was 20 years old. I've paid into my pension. I'm getting ready to retire in the next number of months and like has it down to the hour that like all of that. And I was like, oh my God, he's <laughs> going to think that I am a lunatic for giving this all up. <laughs> and I remember like driving to his house because I wanted to tell him in person. And when I told him, he honestly just looked at me and was like, I want you to do whatever is going to make you happy. And in that moment, I was like, I felt such a relief because that, I think that if his reaction had have been different, it wouldn't have been as easy of a transition. Like regardless of the advice, the not so great advice my mom gave me in school, she's always been very much, you know, do whatever you want. I'll support you either way. But with him, I was mm -hmm. very much like expecting this sort of cast of judgment and he didn't give that to me. And so that was really like very freeing for me to be like, okay, I have autonomy over the decisions that I'm making. And he, I remember him specifically saying to me, like, I know you're smart and resourceful, so you're going to figure it out. And like anyone mm. who's listening to this, I also want to just sort of side note that when I quit my full-time job, I did get like a part-time job waitressing for six months just to mm. sort of have that like backup money coming in while I was building my business. So it's not just like, I was sitting at home leeching off my mom. I was paying rent and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So it was like creating that backup plan and that security so that I could start to focus on the things that were really going to bring me that happiness. Yeah, that's important. So I'm just going to ask you point blank because I ask all of my guests, do you see yourself as successful? I think, yeah. And and I think that I say, I think, yeah. And it makes me sound like I'm not confident, but definitely yes. And I think the thing that I like to point out, sorry, is that 
like the title of this podcast, success is subjective. And I think the definition of success is so different for everyone. And this is something that I work through with a lot of my clients is asking them, how do you define success? Because traditionally, I think when people hear the word success, they think, oh, you're making lots of money, therefore you are successful. And yes, I have been able to match my corporate salary now over the past course of the past three years. But to me, success isn't about that. To me, success, again, comes back to this idea of values and is the work that I'm doing and how I'm showing up every day in alignment with those key values that I have for my life. And so for me, I value autonomy, I value freedom, and I value security. And I've been able to accomplish all three of those things in pursuit of something that actually brings me a sense of purpose and actually brings me fulfillment. So yes, I would say that I have been successful in fulfilling that that sort of obligation. And so then if you could, I mean, this is obviously like a sneak peek into the coaching side of your business, but if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who is at that crossroads, right? Let's actually say Danielle, circa third year college student, who's calling her family member to say, what am I doing? What piece of advice would you give to that young person right now? Definitely getting clear on what it is you want. And I know that question can seem very ambiguous or almost overwhelming, but asking yourself, like, when I think of the grand picture of my life, what is it that I desire? Because I think at that point in time, I had no idea what my values were. I didn't know what was important to me. I was just doing what I was told to do and what quote unquote made sense because that's what was expected of me. And I think at that period in time, if I had have known that like, okay, these are actually the things that I want to get out of my life and what's important to me. Once you're sort of able to establish that, you're then able to make decisions that line up with that thing instead of just sort of operating on autopilot and doing it because somebody else told you it was a good idea. If you know that these are the things that I value, this is what's important to me, this is what I'm trying to create, it makes the actions to get there a lot more clear, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, so how can people connect with you? And first and foremost, what's the name of your business? I realize we like totally even like went over that. So what's let's let's do the shameless plug. Like what is your business and how can people actually connect with you? Absolutely. So um, my business is called Lifestyle by Design Studio. So that's sort of like the yoga side of things. My online membership community is the Soul Society. So that sort of operates as a subsect of the yoga studio. Um, I would say I'm most active on Instagram. Again, that's at Lifestyle by Design Studio. I post there pretty much every single day, lots of inspirational content, yoga related content, and sort of, again, that coaching sort of style of content. If you are someone who's feeling stuck or you know someone in your life is sort of going through this, um, I share a lot about my journey and experience over the past three years there. And then my membership community is where we dive into that a little bit deeper. And there's a little bit more of a high touch one-on-one connection with me in that space. Fantastic. And we'll make sure for anybody that's listening that we'll have the links to all of that uh, in the show notes so you can connect with Danielle straight from there. Danielle, thanks for sharing your story. This is so exciting. Yeah, I appreciate this opportunity so, so much. I think that when I think back to where I was four years ago, I definitely could have used more resources like this to understand that 
the feelings that you're feeling right now are normal and that other people are not only going through it with you, but I've made it sort of through to the other side. So um, Mm -hmm. it can be really dark, I think, when you're sort of in the thick of it. So to know that there are people out there that have made it through is definitely reassuring. And I admire what you're doing with this platform to sort of demonstrate that for people. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks again. it for this week's success is subjective episode stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their very personal story with the world you can follow me joanna on instagram at lily consulting and on facebook at lily consulting llc most importantly though check out the resources link on my website at lilyconsulting.com and that's l-i-l-l-e-y consulting.com or you can just search on google for lily consulting you can also download and subscribe to listen to the successes subjective interviews on any popular podcast app such as apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, soundcloud spotify stitcher and tune in radio make sure you check out the show notes where you'll find contact information, website details, links to articles, and all social media for our guest. Once again, thank you to parenttrainers.com for sponsoring this podcast series. And thank you, our listener, for tuning in. And remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it.